Welcome back to the Drew Too Many Podcast. Uh, I am one of your hosts today, Drew. Uh, Trevor is also here. And we have a special hey. guest on this uh, Drew Too Many Podcast. My very close friend, I would say one of my closest friends, Jack and I have known each other forever, Jackson Ford, and Trevor's really close friend as well. Welcome to the show, man. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me. It's uh, a pleasure to be here. I watch the podcast all the time and, you know, finally on it. There you go. Now you're on. Because you... Uh, I mean, you top eight in Knox, which is sick. That's like so good for you. I saw that and I was like, "Wait, Jackson top eight? I was like, "Let's go!" <laughs> it was so sick. Top eighty-two is the only real deck in the format as well. It is. It is one of the real decks. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. The, old, the, the only, only real deck. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Listen, Rhydon's real. I started Zapdos four out of six. Hey, games. hey, hey, hey! hey. It's, it's real. Only real Ooh. deck. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, but you're uh, you're top eight. That's so sick. Was that your first Masters top eight in Knoxville, right? Uh, yeah, that was my first uh, Masters Top 8. I got really close in Toronto, lost my winning in, and then like back in 2019, had like an 11th place out of Portland. But uh, this is the first big one. Nice. I mean, and it's a big one. It's like, how many people in Knoxville? Like 1,300? Maybe a little more? Uh, it's, it's like 1,350. But I, I specifically chose to go to Knoxville instead of Charlotte because it was like 900 less players. So I kind of got a... I kind of got the reaps of that from getting bubbled in at 35 match points. Yeah, that is really good. That was actually something that I was, I mean, because I day two uh, that event, I day two Charlotte. And when I was looking at my like day two record that I needed, I was like, oh, I actually have to go 6 0 in day two going in at 6 2 1, which is like unreal when you like look at the field of players that, you know, are in the field. I played like Ron Retzlov and a bunch of other like, you know, some, some poor players to be fair as well. But I think there's a lot of like, you know, to get that. Definitely some poor players. Yeah, definitely some poor players. I definitely had some some throws to me for sure. But I think there's also like, you know, you get that mix, but because it's so big now, like there was a lot of moon that's like, is this your first day too, man? You ever been here before? (laughs) Is this your first time playing the game, man? Yeah, true. Also, you draw one per turn. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But yeah, maybe um, tell us maybe kind of how you uh, got on that list and um, why you chose Tina kind of thing. And maybe we can go into your run after that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Tina for me was kind of just like a comfort pick. Uh, it, it was the only thing that has really felt comfortable in this format. The only thing that I really know all of the matchups in and out. I mean, I've watched like all the stream games between like John and Sam on stream there. And uh, there is like plenty more like Hector Abar was on stream twice. Uh, so I watched all those games, analyzed them a lot and kind of figured out how to play some of those more complex matchups like uh, Guardi and Zard. And I didn't feel confident going into the event with anything else. Um, in terms of the list, there wasn't anything too crazy about it. I mean, the big include was uh, playing Spirit Team. I hit five Roaring Moons, so yeah. you know, oh, we're very happy about the very happy about the Spirit Team because you know I, I would not have made top eight without the Spirit Team. Like I think uh, there were, no two Roaring Moons were in day two, and I hit three back to back on day one. So that card just carried so hard. Um, Three Waters was also phenomenal. I played against two Chen Pao's that didn't play Iron Hand, so I was able to kind of just go double Moonlight Shuriken and kill Frigibax, Max Caliber Frigibax, and you know that route is just phenomenal. But doesn't work if they have Iron Hand, so I got or if you pretty play, fortunate like, to those. as well, right? Like I don't think two water ever gets there, but with three, like you hit it consistently enough with three for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So list was perfect for the tournament. Have no regrets about how I built it. Nice. Um, so yeah, maybe, uh, do I, let me, let's actually, I'm going to pull up your, um, focus stats right now. Maybe, maybe we can just like talk the matchups kind of thing. Just briefly go over if there's anything 
interesting that happened in them or anything that's like oh i kind of learned this from this matchup or if you're just like no nah, farm this moon farm this moon this one was a farm because <laughs> i played too <laughs> okay boring moon <laughs> i will say i i went into the tournament being kind of afraid to hit Rory moon and by the end of the tournament i was uh, i was hoping to hit Rory your brain moon. for moon yeah and, exactly <laughs> and uh i do attribute some of that to some good variants but my my the Rory moon players i've played against they uh definitely misplayed quite a bit but the one thing that sticks out to me very much was uh one of the Roy moons uh hit in day two they like pokey stopped away two stadiums and then they calamity stormed away their uh pokey stop to kill my only tina in play so That's i just like had nothing I had, I had like nothing going on actually and i, was, I actually just tossed a crammer up in the spit onto this moon and they uh they couldn't do anything to one shot it except use frenzied gouging so they like retreated into a different roaring moon and then frenzied gouging what? killed my camera left themselves with like two moons that were damaged instead Wait, of just like you... powering up yeah that's great they, they could have just powered up the galarian ultras and used aura burn and i just would have been toasted but uh <laughs> instead you know there was two damaged moons on the board and they couldn't use any of them to kill my Tinas without uh, killing themselves. So I kind of right. just sneaked back in that game and uh, got there. So yes, uh, I definitely believe the Roaring Moon-Tina matchup is closer to 50-50. But as you're saying, a lot of people on Roaring Moon, it was like their first event playing it. They just picked up yeah. the deck that week and they were making a lot of mistakes. Yeah. So I was very confident going into it because they really didn't know what they were doing. I mean, to briefly touch on that, I think that that's kind of like something interesting of how the game is changing because of such a massive influx of players, right? Like, it's actually, mm -hmm. back in the day, it was kind of rare to run into someone who, like, like, every once in a while, maybe you're like, oh, yeah, this guy's, you know, he's maybe he's misplaying a few times, but not, like, there's been a lot of, like, I think exactly how you said it, Jack, like, people who've been playing the deck for, like, a week, and then, like, now I'm going to play it to, you know, Knoxville or Charlotte or whatever. It's like Oh, yeah, absolutely. There was, like, I want to say at least, like, five six people i was talking to like just picked up their deck pretty recently and that includes like some tina players some mm -hmm. like zard players and like guardy player or not guardy players but right. like guardy only guardy i hit was ryan and Sanushi. but like that's yeah lots of people that just picked up their uh the deck that week and that, that's very concerning going into the, such a big tournament because you really do need that preparation in such a diverse meta yeah and like none of the decks are like super linear right now like there there's ones that are more linear than others but like the ones that are you know high high maintenance on sequencing i think most of them are like you know you have to sequence kind of clean i think it's kind of the name of the game right now but uh, Moon like, is the game the game's so fast right now there's so few turns comparatively to what there has been that like any mistake that you make mm. is profoundly more impactful because when they have such few turns, it's like if you get any opening whatsoever, that's just a complete flip surprise right now. So like now you can't yeah, get back. Yeah, totally. Like the amount of capitalizes that you get on a on a mistake is like just game changing almost every time. So it's kind of nice when you can. I mean, oh, yeah. when you have the tomb for the matchup plus new player factor. But I mean, my my first round at Charlotte was also like I, he'd never played a regional before, which was like it was crazy. It's just like oh, you just okay. <laughs> I've been playing for ten years. Let's sleeve up and play. <laughs> uh, we'll yeah, take it. Yeah. So you what do you think the match? Seven. What do you think the matchup for Moon is if you take out the Spirit Tomb? Oh, I actually want to say it's close to 30-70, but I'm going to give a big distinction to whether they play Pokemon catchers or not. I think it gets a lot worse if they play catchers. I want to say like 70-30 if they play catchers, maybe 60-40. Yeah, yeah, like in their favor. And maybe 60-40 for Moon if they don't play catchers, because if they get a Calamity Storm for 220 on a Tina, it's so hard to get back into the game. 
Yeah, because they just set up two attackers and it's kind of just like checkmate unless you can like stall something with a counter catcher but you know they all have like one retreat cost they have four energy switches and like three switch effects four pokey stops like it's just it's not good Tina actually does have to basic a fair amount too so like if you ever have to do that moon is just eating you yeah oh yeah you, you like have to get a comfy in the active it's actually just unacceptable to use a bis in the matchup unfortunately as much as for the deck right the deck really relies on a bis yeah i would say like if Tina sets up every time, it's probably pretty close to 50-50. But Tina just isn't as consistent with Moon, and you're going to have to live with those games. Totally. Um, yeah, so played some Moon. You played, I saw you uh, lost to Reagan Retzloff. I also played him in Charlotte. He was also playing Chen Pao still, and he played it to another regional, I think. Yeah, I mean, Reagan played it uh, phenomenally. Um, Same. <laughs> so good. It did, did the thing where I wasn't playing Manaphy, so Shuriken, two Comfies, both games, got like double bib, Baxcalibur, with like a Frigibax in play. Like the, the setup was perfect both times, played very well, conserved resources, found path bumps when he needed to, so uh, I can't really complain about that one, you know. It's, Chen Pao's a very high variance matchup, like sometimes you're going to win because you stick a path and sometimes they're just going to roll you, and that's kind of what that one was. I can't think of two B-barrels, are B-dupes down or not? Um... Do you have to sync like two compays on board that like both get shurikened at some point? Like, yeah, it's kind of kind of sketchy. Yeah, kind of because it was the Reagan wasn't playing hands too, so it was like I was mm -hmm. extra worried about the uh, cross switchers because the, the deck just hits it a bit more often. Right, and it kind of just felt like I mean, if I go one comfy and like pass the comfy in the active, I'm gonna get cross switcher killed, and if I put two or more comfies in play, I'm gonna get shurikened. Like, it kind of just yeah, sucks exactly. either way. <laughs> I mean, only losing to two guys, though. I mean, you lost to him and then Ryan to kill twice. But you beat or tied everyone else. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the games against Ryan were, were super close. Um, game against Ryan and Top Cut ended up coming down to... Uh, I had a V-Star in, in the active and just uh, went Roxanne Path and went down to one prize. And then off of the Roxanne Path, he needed to super rod back in. His, uh, he had one super rod back. He, he needed a super rod back in the Zacian or Screamtail to take the last prize because there was like nine psychics in the discard or whatever. So Zacian or Screamtail takes a bench KO or kills the active. Yeah. Um, and then needed to find the stadium bump and then the way to find the Pokemon back. And then he did get there off of uh, one refinement into Evolve Arcana into like Worker and then found the stadium or found the uh, the Pokemon after he like super rodded. So it is very tight and he played it very well, you know. Ryan's a fantastic player, and I am very happy that the, I went out in that way because I got to play the game, and you know, it, it just sucks to not play the game and lose the tournament like that. So yeah, exactly. It was, it was a very good way to go out. Yeah. I mean, all your other matchups seem like decent matchups for you, at least. I mean, you beat the Lost Sard, which is kind of how how did that game go? Uh, yeah. So I think this guy might have been a little bit newer. He definitely had some sequencing issues where. He had a very unlucky game two. Game one was like close, but he like kind of had a mid game whiff where he just didn't draw any supporters. And I don't think there's anything he could do about that. But game two, he had like three comfies in play and then used two of them. And then instead of like using a switch effect and then playing his Poke Gear, he just played the Poke Gear immediately, whiffed it, and then played a second Poke Gear and whiffed it, which is very unlucky. But I think if you are playing properly, if you, if you, Playing properly, like he had prized a call risk, you always right. use that third comfy, and then yeah, you just totally. give yourself much better odds. Okay, it's just a plus two, right? Like of... it's essentially a nine dig, yeah, instead of a seven. Yeah, two cards. absolutely. So I think he just ended up screwing himself over there because he didn't give himself the best odds to hit there. So I got, 
semi-fortunate that, you know, he didn't find Chorus, but it didn't give himself the maximum chance of finding it. So we take those, right? And yes, we take those. If you're just playing yeah, normal and your opponent does stuff like that, you're like, hey, man, I'm just I'm just playing Maraida or, you know, or Tina or whatever, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's the best thing about playing a deck like Tina is because there's so many choices on my end, I just feel like I'm going to gain like a slight edge as the game progresses, whereas some decks like Mr. Zapdos Pass, you know, you just, sometimes <laughs> you don't get that. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, maybe we can uh, go over that a little bit because Trev and I um, had some tournaments this weekend uh yes it, I, was I just to wait to end off on to conclude that like sick top eight and honestly losing to the guy that won twice like you lost to the guy that won twice and your other losses were the one other guy so it's like pretty good run there jack like proud of you. Really, really good run. imagine thank not you, playing against you. a gardevoir that just bricks horribly <laughs> um right? he did, did step uh, he, he stepped i think three out of four of the games that we played that were like real games and the one game that he didn't he went uh four routes past. <laughs> actually Holy he didn't go four past. Well, he went four routes uh row of the sword because he opened zation and just started swinging with the zation <laughs> and i was like i don't know how to fuck respond to this <laughs> <laughs> i feel like Gardevoir more than a lot of other decks you just have to be built different to like win a tournament yeah. with it you like you have to be, just be like nah nah we're, we are drawing the cards we need like <laughs> We are triple VIP passing this open. We are like I'm simply hitting Arcana three. and Reversal. I'm hitting both of them <laughs> in the sequence that mm -hmm. I need them in. Mm -hmm. I'm also getting six psychics in the discard on turn three. Yeah, maybe a double Arcana. I remember I was watching the stream and some of um, Ryan's Arcanas where he was just like, "Oh, two perfectly, and that means I can KO with Guardy and then not have to damage it." Like that's insane. In the lost <laughs> matchups, like that's so good. <laughs> oh, I win. Yeah, oh, I win. The variance was on his side a little bit. I mean, obviously you have to have good variance to win a tournament. But um, yeah, he uh, played really well too. He's a really good player. I really enjoyed watching the, him play The Pidgeot variants for sure came in clutch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, but yeah, Trev, uh, why don't you just briefly go over? Because you you Trev won a cup this weekend, which is sick. Which puts I you did. at five dubs now. Five cup dubs. I am at five dubs. Yes. So I've played ten cups this year so far, and I have won five of them. And so I have five wins, two top fours, and three bombs. Bomb being not making top cut. Um, I decided to play my first comp a deck to a CP event. Um, on set yesterday, it's just like lost Tina because I'm like, you know what? Like Gardevoir is a trap, and I'm addict heavily addicted to Gardevoir, and I need to stop. Like it's a problem. It's hurting it me. It's hurting my family. It's hurting my friends. <laughs> like you know. My <laughs> so true. Um, and I tried doing Mew, but you know, it just didn't feel the same. You know, like. You know, like, you know, I love you dearly, but like also just like it's not Gardevoir. Um, so I needed to do something to lobotomize myself away from Gardevoir. So I decided <laughs> to play Lost Tina because kind of like you just look at the stats and it's kind of just like it doesn't have the best matchups of every deck, but it just like has the most wins. Like it just keeps winning no matter what. And like very good players are on it and very good players are winning with it. So I'm like, hey, wait, I can be a good player sometimes. So True. I decided to bring Lost Tina. I played a tomb because I'm like, nah, I don't want to die to Roaring Moon like that um, or Mew. And, um, yeah, it went pretty okay. I lost to a Chen Pao in Swiss, um, beat everything, beat, like, like, Roaring, like, what I beat? I beat, like, Lost Tina, Roaring Moon, something else, um, and I tied, oh, yeah, Gold Dango, and then I tied a, um, a Zard, which was actually really good for me because, uh, I was not getting there. Um, got well, you, tied, you tied your. Uh, it was also your mentee. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I tied. I tied Nolan, who I I do coaching with. Coach yeah, yeah. Um, I got paired into him round one, and then uh, he smoked me game one, and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And then uh, game two, like, I got there with a path. It was just like, he, he didn't get path bump, and I'm like, sick, we killed those. Um, you don't think got banned I think I shuriken or, or something like that, and just wiped out his Trimanders, and was like, he's like, let's go to the next game. I'm like, yeah, that's fair. Um, and then third and game. He had you like, dead to rights at one point, and then you're like, ah, time. Ah. Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, like, you. he would have needed two more turns, but like, the funny thing is that third game, I was rushing because I was like, I'm going to win this one. And then, like, we get to we get to time time's called and I'm like oh I'm one turn short of winning, and then we play we both play our like first turn of time, and I play my first turn of time fully and I'm like, oh I was not getting there I coerced into like five energy I'm like, oh, um, uh -oh. one rod prized one rod uh used um uh oh I'm not getting there, <laughs> and I'm like oh yeah I guess you can't win before then it is okay cool, <laughs> yeah that's cool um. But uh, yeah, so then I, I got to top cut. I faced a I faced uh, Jake Santiago with uh, Chen Pao in top eight, uh, freest top eight of my life. He went first both games. Uh, he went first both Shout games. Out snack farmed him though. He, he was corn. Let her turn him into corn. Just farmed him. I I have faced a snack now like four times. I think in top cuts, and I and I've beaten him all four times. You um, uh, actually did farm. Him. Oh man! Literally, he, he uh, went miss back's turn, and you're like ninja both fridges. Bye. And then he went bench for you, and you're like, mm, do it again. <laughs> and then, and then they were like, all right, game two. And then game game two, he's like, all right, do like a good like VIP. I he no, it was it was a really bad setup. His game two actually, he's like, all right, put Fridgey down, like Chen Pao, that's it. And I'm like, huh, all right, cool, you're go, like charge up, hit with a cram, you're go. And he's like, all right, draw another Fridgey, can't get the Fridgey backs, like just kill cram with the with the Chen Pao. And I'm like, mm, ninja both your Fridgeys, good good night. <laughs> Um, and so yeah, in top four. There was actually so much Chempow the tournament. I don't think uh, either of us really read how oh, much Chempow there was going to be. Like, four I there was out of some Chempow, but of top eight, lot. four out of eight top cut slots were Chempow. Yeah, so um, I, I was going to the, to the top eight was like it was like um, it was Palkia, four Chempows, Lost Tina, which is me. Hi, um, a Roaring Moon and a Snorlax stall. And so yeah, in top eight I hit Jake, and I'm like, oh god, okay, cool, fine. And then, so I smoke him because I'm just built different. Um, and then in top four, it looked like it was like the Palk was going to win, which I'm like, sick. I would love to face a Palk. Palk is such a good matchup for me. And then he like could not get there in the end. So the Chen Pao ended up winning. Like, it was like, oh God. And the Chen Pao that won was like the Chen Pao that I lost to in Swiss. So I get to rematch him in top four. First game, I have three Colorses prized. And I and he won the, and I, I don't know, I beat him in the flip this time. I got the flip the, for the, like, I think it was the first time that day I got the flip. Um, beat him on the flip. But three course prize. I'm like, oh god, kind of get, kind of take two prizes to cram like over two turns. Um, but like we're even on prizes, and I'm like, okay, I can actually like win a prize trade here because he has to take a one prize because he's poke stopped away his um, iron hands. So he has to take a one prize. I'm like, okay, actually, if we can get a lost team up this turn, like we're golden. But we need to do it with a chorus, which I only have one in deck, and I have not pulled it off the prizes yet. I top deck a poke gear, and I'm like, and I have no ninja, I have no um, comp phase, and I'm like, all right, this just has to get. This po one Pokegear has to get the one color set of deck. I got like 35 cards. Play Pokegear. Look at, like, like deal at the cards. Look at the first six. Nope. Seventh card, Colorus. I'm like, oh, easy. You so had a lot of seventh card Coloruses. I was watching you play today and you were like, wait, please. And then you're like, there it is, of course. Yeah. Right where it needs totally, to be. I think, like, oh, like, literally half the Pokegears I played over this weekend were like seventh card in the Pokegear <laughs> Colorus. Um, so then, yeah, so I beat him like sick. We're so good. Um, game two, I he goes first. I start lot like a, a Tina V, and I'm like, 
okay, like, cool, man. And then I, like, on my turn, I, like, draw and just attach to Keenan pass. And then he was like, all right, like, turn one, like, or turn two, kill Keenan V. I'm like, cool. Flip over my prizes, which I didn't have a search, so I didn't know it was my prizes yet. Flip over my prizes, three colors again. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I go to game, go to, go to game three, get a VIP pass with the first turn. I'm like, sick. Look through the deck, and I'm like, okay, cool. All four colors are there. We're, we're chilling. We're so chilling. Look at my prizes. Like, wait, all my Pokemon and all my energy are in deck. Uh oh! Like, what is prize? Like, it's like, it's like almost entirely like a com like a complete set of something. Look through, look through, look through, and I'm like, oh, I prized three gates. <laughs> I'm like, and I, I priced not only have I prized three gates, but off my first, um, I like I don't see like that one of gate that I have in deck ever. So like I have to get there like with prizes with a cram, and I'm like, okay, so I managed to like, like I managed to get there because I I managed to path break him a little bit, like where he misses a kill on a T on the bench. And I'm like, cool, sick. So like, I I kick two prizes with the cram, and I luckily hit a gate. Um, he misses the Iron Hands again because he plays uses Pokestop, hits Iron Hands again. I'm like, sick. Okay, do a little bit of trading. I I do the Tina again. I'm like, cool. We actually like in a favorable prize trade here, unless he can get Hands and Iona this next turn. His his draw. He's like, okay, use Pokestop immediately off the Pokestop was uh, he he like rotted back the Hands in his last turn, but immediately off the Pokestop he hits Hands and Iona, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> We're so good. We're so ridiculously good. It's crazy. Um, and then, yeah, so I, I beat him. And, like, super easy, super free. Never a doubt in the world. And then... Um, you get I, the Prize Finals. I get the Prize Finals ever. So can't... stall that was like, um, you play four path and a tomb? He's like, I'm good. You got it. <laughs> he's literally, he's literally, I'm good. He, and Kan's a homie, so, like, yeah, yeah. you know, he's, like, he's, like, no, he's, he's from Vancouver. The Cups were on uh, Vancouver Island. So that's right. I'm listening. I'll see. But um, yeah, yeah. So he was—he actually managed to beat Nathan Strathard's um, Arc deck in top four because he his like last which prize card was, was, which is insane because his last prize card was Squovit. Oh my so, god! And Squovit so auto wins the matchup, right? He yeah, so he couldn't stop yeah. himself, and he lost the game one after like 20, 30 minutes, and then couldn't complete game two before time uh, ran out. Um. So yeah. So then. So then yeah, I go face lost, I, lost your literal auto win by having. I wonder what the odds of that are. Prizing it. I think prizing it is like one in ten, right? But then what's the odds of it being last? One in sixty. One in sixty. One in sixty. Wow. Yeah. It's one in sixty. It's actually slightly less because you can start school of it too. True. So it's probably like most of like one in like sixty-three, sixty-four. Yeah, yes, it's true. That's right, true. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then I, I went to the washroom when they're like the game was ending because I was like, it's fine. Like I if I have to face arc, I have to face arc, right? Um, that's that's fine. He didn't play full face guard, so I was like, yeah, it's like it's like fine. I come out of the washroom and they're like, all right, congratulations, you won. I'm like, sick. <laughs> 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 um and then i played arc i played team again today and i got well i i miscut at three two and i hit a i, I lost to a, a tina that i beat the first day i mean he played well i just like my hands are a bit too awkward i had like this one point in a game one where like i had to like chorus and like confit a lot of energy into hand or into loss zone and it comes up to this turn where i'm like okay i win this first game we're at like 35 minutes into the like 50 minute best of three on for game one and i'm like cool if i like flower stuck me here to get to seven if i don't hit um water psychic like exactly with like my last water my last psychic off this flower second i can either ninja or tina regardless of which depending on which one i hit or don't hit and i flower selecting it's like oh water psychic and then the, the game kind of just like was still like playable like i had to he had to hit last gate off of rocks to two to like win the game still so that's why i played it out but uh he ended up doing that and i was like ah damn and then i turbo bricked and got benched by a uh, gold dango yeah, you bricked a whole lot <laughs> oh dude today was brick city i still like managed to like scrape up to like respectable i mean that was like potential bubble 
if there wasn't so many ties there was yeah there, there was ties. two three there's there's so many ties that two three twos made it but my resistance was i think it was the worst resistance three two because like you know you start off oh two and it's just yeah, like well, ah. one was a 203 yeah i think two of them were 203s though no, no, no. One of them was others. Uh, there's um, Max got top cut with two hundred three, and then Jake got top eight with uh, into top eight with three two, and then he ended up um, yeah. yeah. Winning um, I, yeah, what were we gonna say, Jack? So go ahead. I'll say, are are all of your cups best of three? No. So the reason, actually, that's great context and a perfect segue into me talking about how I do everything, um, is because RTO, Poke Duels, was like, yo. I want to come out from Utah to your island's double cup. And Eric, who is our one of our local TOs, he is amazing. Like Eric literally Boston solo Yo, carries solo yeah. carries like essentially the entire island scene. We went from having like zero like we went from having one cup on the island every quarter to now like next quarter we're having five cups five. on the island. Yeah. Which is crazy. So sick. Literally so sick. Um but yeah, anyway, he hit him up and was like, Hey, like, I wanna come, but I don't want to come and get Farm by best of one. Can we do best of three? Which I I kind of like best of three today. I kind of didn't like oh, it how much, so much time better. it took, but I liked you know best of three is just a little more skill based because you don't have those brick games where you're just like oh I lose the series instead you're like oh I'll I'll go first game too or second. Even game if I'm it's best of one cup, it's still committing like most of my day, if not all of my true. day, to it. So like, why not just do best of three and like get the have like that more sense of like control in my run, you know? Yeah, I would do it again to be honest. But, but yeah, anyways, that's, that's yeah. why it was best of three. Um, I so I played him. He was my loss today. <laughs> I beat him yesterday, <laughs> but uh, I played him right on today and went three one one into uh, top eight. I Natty tied a Goldango. Luckily, really not a great matchup, but I was somehow I was able to get there one game and then we went to time. Um, and then in top eight, I found a Zard and he killed me. It was our our buddy Derek. <laughs> yeah, he murdered Derek me pretty good. Kill, he got me good. Yeah, I like kind of missed a line. Trevor actually pointed out I kind of missed a line. But, like, it was, like, really slim odds. I think I needed to draw a boss off a Muta 3, off a 2-draw, I think. And I had, like, 25, 30 cards in deck. So I, like... Uh, you had 24. 24, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, bit, bit of a big ask. But maybe I could have done that. And then I also needed to... I think there's one other thing I needed to do. I needed to hit the boss. And... Um, It was two attaches over two. Uh, and an attach. Yeah, and two attaches. Yeah. And I had no energy in hand. So possible but uh even even then if we got to play out the game three i think i would have got bodied because that matchup's so hard playing zard with uh Maridon. it's like probably uh, not really not an ideal matchup i feel like if Maridon could like have a way to beat zard consistently without just destroying his deck consistency it'd probably be like the best deck in format right now I, it would oh be easily really good yeah but zard although like, really keeps it check the gold dango matchup's actually terrible too, isn't it? You say you timed it. Yeah, it's really bad. It's so bad. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> thing is, is like I got a little bit lucky, and I, I hit him with a turn one. One of the games that I won, I hit him with a turn one hands, and he missed gold dango turn three, and I was like, well, I'll capitalize on this. <laughs> you know, kind of touches back <laughs> on what Trevor was saying about how the format's so fast right now that if you're not, if your opponent's going like turn two two prize, and I'm going to do it again next turn, and you're not like respond KO, you're, you're, you're dead, right? You lose. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, like the, the gold angle I lost to today, who actually beat, also beat the first day. Um, like I lost game one, like pretty fair. Like he played well. I like just had like weird prizing and like selecting, which so is kind of awkward. Like I, I almost got there, but didn't quite. Game two, I had to my first four turns of the game. Uh, I went first to try and like set something up. I like basically draw past my first turn. In his his turn, I talked to another team of V. I ended up like. Abyss seeking for the next four turns in a row to get the eight loss zone. 
Um, and I met, and like, I think he went up like he went up four prizes, and I still came back and won that game, which was like insane. I'm, like, we got a tie, we're like sick. And then my third game, I opened Cramorant, like Lone Cramorant, going second. I draw. I don't have anything except a Poke Gear. Play Poke Gear. Hit Chorus. I'm like sick. We're good. Play Chorus. Miss any Pokemon search or basics. I'm like, oh god. His turn. He draws. Misses the turn to kill. I'm like sick. Top like another Poke Gear. I'm like, let's do it again. Hit play Poke Gear. <laughs> miss off the Poke Gear, and then he benches me. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, that was an interesting deck because it's like actually a really. There's some matchups that it has that are actually really good for it, but. Uh, I mean, kind of theoretically, like it's good. It theoretically, it's good against everything. Well, I think like, it's also one of the more bricky decks in the format in terms of like starting off and being like, can I draw mm -hmm. cards to kind of get there? Even though you would think it's so intrinsically consistent because of Goldango's ability, and it is a really good ability. But I mean, if you ever prize Greninja, you're and you play. It's the like deck, how Curlia doesn't draw enough cards yeah. to make the deck consistent. Yeah, yeah. The, the deck just does not have good supporters in it. Honestly, that's one of its biggest issues. It's my best Sharon's not good enough for you, Jack. <laughs> yeah, we don't like you can't play research for such a Avery crime worker. because if you if you ever research like an, an SCR, you're just like, oh man, I'm so behind. Oh now. yeah, you like barely have enough energy to get through a game of that deck. Totally. Yeah. It's, so, not not a massive fan of Goldingo. It's it's like you can play Zinnia's Resolve, I guess. You could yeah. play probably play Zinnia's Resolve, but like actually, you, don't you don't really like discarding things either though, because you like have to save the things that you can discard. Yeah. You're doing with SCRs so often that you're like, ah, I really want to keep this energy or this you know, nest ball or kind of whatever whatever you need to set up your your game because there are like pivot points that you need like oh i need to ultra ball this or you're just like discarding stadium supporters oh, right like for maybe a palkia kind of thing like you just it's hard to keep a hand even though you're like drawing so many cards yeah it's all honestly i think it's consistency is very close to shen pao you have uh <laughs> yeah I you have a lot of turn one pokey stops that decide your game with that deck and greninja's <laughs> and you're like am i hitting the red card of this greninja the good red card that <laughs> oh. binds two pokemon <laughs> i'm not well i guess i'll go next <laughs> yeah i'll go first game two. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're ninjing both my gimme ghouls oh no they don't play manaphy anymore so? really i don't think i guess it's just our locals uh, our local play manaphy no they don't even play manaphy they've also they've all taken manaphy out no i, adam, just I played adam today played manaphy out. oh yeah i think adam does still yeah. yeah i want to add one more thing about gold dango that does actually it's terrible against Charizard once they realize they can just use the Radiant Charizard when uh, yeah. their opponent has more than two prize cards. Absolutely. You actually have yeah. no way yeah. to respond to it. Yeah, they take yeah. one one prize and you put three on the Zard. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I guess I'll kill you and maybe <laughs> and, do it again later. And, and bossing for the deck is so awkward because it's, it's um, cross switchers, which suck. Yeah, it's so oh, yeah. I mean, that, cause the thing is, the other thing is, like, with the discarding is a lot of times you have to ditch pieces like that. Right? Like you get maybe one cross switcher off a game, but sometimes you're like, well, I need to either ditch this cross switcher piece or not SER for KO. So you're like, it's just really tight. Well, I guess we're getting rid of the, yeah. we're just getting rid of that switcher. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, maybe let's transition to some trivia actually. Uh, Cause I think we kind of talked about, you know, the runs and stuff. And, uh, Lost Tina best deck in format. You've heard it here first, yeah. folks. Goodbye, Lugia. Sure. Now, I hope, I hope you all and guard, my, my, and my, my ex Gardevoir. Now, uh, Lost Tina is my best friend. I hope you all enjoyed Trevor's uh, uh, Spurg on, on Tina, on his locals this week. I'm happy to welcome you to the club, Trev. I'm oh, so dude. happy to welcome it, you. It, feel, it feels so great two out of three games. <laughs> I, I uh, Trevor added me to a group chat with uh, Drew like last weekend. It's like it's called Tina Believers plus Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, still, I, I, it's not that I don't believe in it. I do believe in it. I just uh, also hate playing it. 
So I, I just don't think I'm going to play something that I don't enjoy. I think it's a really strong deck, but I'm like, eh, do I want to subject myself to Lost Zone? I, I get the feel. I get the feel so smart. Like the thing about is like Gardevoir. The thing about Gardevoir You're so smart is when you I, play Roxanne and Path together. That's so smart. Oh, it's so sick. I'm going to like, Countercaster. And Countercaster. And like gating preemptively to your things and just being like little like good with your rod. Like it actually does really award up. good sequencing. If you sequence well, like just, just same stuff Jack was saying earlier. But, you know, if you're Gar- thing like and comping before gears and stuff like that and greninjing like you, you should hit most of your stuff if you're playing clean you know? but that's the thing is like with gardevoir it's like you feel so smart because you're like you're setting things up you're drawing you're doing all those things but then you get to the end game and you're still like oh wait like i'm short like one piece to like make this happen by the end of it and lost tina is just like all right you got vip pass off your start and you're not getting benched well congratulations you're playing the game and you're gonna feel so great by the time you get that end game <laughs> Like, oh man, it feels so nice to play a deck like that. Yeah. And I think you're a lot less, uh, like, you do have the, kind of the similar time issues as Guardi, but the best part is you're not as glass cannony. Because you're just like, ah, I'm going to put mm-hmm. a crime up and spit you and start, you know, aggressing prizes. And then also, if you have to kill this crime, I don't care. Compared to Guardi, is like, uh, I didn't get to retreat this Curlia, and you're going to kill it, and I hate that. Yeah, I feel like most of the time you actually get to, like, Gardevoir, you never get to aggressively take prize cards while you're setting up. Like you have this like set up and then start you can start taking prize cards um so you give your opponent that time whereas because you're a lost box engine you can get like you know you have the early cram you have like the transition to a turn two ninja like you have ways to like really aggress their board you have ways to just bomb drop their two prizers like like from the moon you know like some um, of the best attacks in the format i think tina has you know and a lot of the times too cram tina and thing too is you get to a lot of end games where even if you weren't like favored in the beginning like you're putting your opponent under a rocks path like there's a lot of there's so many situations where you're just like hey i'm like 80 percent the win here because like they have like 20 percent chance to hit when they need off the rocks path so you win a lot of those um and you know very quickly usually with lost tina that you can just scoop the game like you're just like by turn two you're like well this tina v is still by itself i have exactly two in the lost zone from this abyss seeking and i'm gonna go to next game yeah okay uh, um tina good deck yes uh yes best deck yes you yes. Wanna, let's yes. Into trivia. <laughs> trev maybe do a trivia question do you have a trivia like oh that? so i've been doing actually like good like competitive pokemon trivia questions for the last while but i had no ideas for this week so we're back to pokemon heights uh, <laughs> let's go back to his roots all right drew you're gonna love this one and i hope you know this one so you were talking oh, earlier about how you're glad you have don wings necrozma on your limitless page <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. So how tall oh. is don wings necrozma mm, that's a good question oh good question jack do you remember the card, Jack? Yeah, you, like the baby one or the, or, the I don't GX? know the GX. Which one? Which one are we going off? Because I feel like if we're talking GX, the GX feels bigger. No, no, I'm talking are about you Don Wings Necrozma. The like the from the like what? How tall is that? I, I don't care. I know. About the GX the video I know. I know. I know. But like conceptually, he's he's like a big bat. I would say like like height from the ground to his head, right? Like from the like tip yeah, of his, yeah, yeah. his wings or whatever. Hmm. Whatever Bulbapedia says right here in front of me. Okay. I'm actually pretty sure this guy is like huge. I, I think he's big. Yeah, I think he's like big too. one of the tallest Pokemon. Well, and the thing is, is I don't remember the name like of the five, ten feet. What's now, that like? I, I will also tell also? you guys. Yeah, so there are four. There's Necrozma plus three forms of Necrozma, and they all very much vary in heights. Okay. What's the like? Okay. Well, yeah. Dust Dust pretty short because he's just like a dog, right? right? Yeah, he's like a lion. Donwing's gonna be the taller guy. Yeah, Donwing's is gonna be big. Okay, but here's a question though: is like, because Donwing's is a mix of Necrozma and Lunala, right? So like. If Lunala, Lunala's a pretty tall Pokemon. I would say Lunala's probably like five feet tall. Is like a guess. That sound like a right? You think you're t- you think you're taller than Lunala? Uh, maybe I don't know. 
I feel like it's got a, a long wingspan. Oh, it's very no, yeah, yeah, I'm six four. I'm six four, babe. Like, <laughs> but it's got a good long wingspan, but it doesn't seem like that tall. You know, maybe like seven feet. I don't know. What would you guess? What would you put it at, Jack? I was thinking like eight feet. Like I'm not eight. gonna lie. I, it, I was thinking I'd want him on my like basketball team, but if he's like five foot with that wingspan, he might just have to settle for like a guard. <laughs> <laughs> Don Wings to Crotho would actually be a great point guard with the wingspan. That's so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. You're going to lock in eight. Maybe I'll go a little taller. Maybe I'll go like six foot. I don't feel like it's like that tall. It's really long. Like it's okay. really wide. Wait, wait, wait. I was, oh, wait, sorry. I want to, I was thinking eight for Lunala. I want to go like nine for Don Wings. For Don Wings. Oh my God. I want to go, I want to go okay, nine. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to stick six. I'm gonna okay. say I'm taller than Don Wings and Crosma. I don't. Are know. We, it's on my limit. Okay, buddy. And I don't know. So, you're locking in six, Drew. Yeah, I'm locking in six. Jackie, you're at nine. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So I'm gonna start off. So the, the shortest form of Necrozma is the base Necrozma. He is seven seven foot ten inches. Damn, I'm in trouble. Okay. Okay. The tallest, the tallest Necrozma is Ultra Necrozma, who's twenty four feet seven inches. Yeah, tr that's the that's the dragon, the light dragon that I was talking about. Ultra Necrozma. Ultra Necrozma is massive. Dusk main Necrozma is 12 feet 6 inches, and Donwing's Necrozma is 13 feet and 9 wow, inches. Wow! I got far. He's a Ooh, tall boy. A large lad. Very Definitely true. not a point guard. <laughs> the shortest the shortest is base Necrozma, and you would not be even close to as tall as normal Seven Necrozma. 7'10". 7'10"? Seven, ten. Seven, ten. Uh, I guess, yeah, I'm like, a, like 2 feet up. He's squishing I'm you. Pretty close. <laughs> he also weighs like, uh, the base one also weighs like 500 pounds. He's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah. I, the, yeah, good job, Jack. You're closer. Yeah, Jack, uh, Jack body me. The Pokemon from that gen are kind of cool. I think those legendaries are cool. Like the, uh, what was it, Ultra Necrozma? I remember that being like a good card in TCG. Do you remember that, Jack? When Ultra Necrozma was good with like Lycanroc and Buzzwall? And like, I remember being like, yeah, this Pokemon's kind of cool. If it's like good not, like, and it looks cool. Like the dragon, Ultra Necrozma. Are you talking about like the, the one that's like, has that ability that you like shut off a side lab? No. Uh, yeah, I think so. But there's a GX, I think, that like people played it with Malamar. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, that card was terrible. Come on, man. Don't give it Malamar any hype. That, that is the worst deck. <laughs> it, it was kind of mid. But... Hold him to account. Hold him to account. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. But I, I, I was like, oh, maybe you can play the Pokemon in the Pokemon sick. I didn't know he's 24 feet tall. That's kind of cool. <laughs> so and here's another, yeah, another fun fact is that I didn't play the card game or the video game for those generations. Like the last video game I played was black and white, I think. Um, and I played the card game from 2015. And then I took a break until 2022. And I did not know Necrozma was a Pokemon until Drew, before the podcast, was talking about how he had, like, Dawnwing Necrozma on his, like, Limitless page. So I had to actually look what that thing looks like. And I'm like, oh, this thing is, like, this thing is horrific looking. <laughs> this is my trivia question right here. It gave me my trivia. This is a glitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jack, do you want to hit us with your trivia? And I guess you should go last, but I'm itching to hear yours. And I'm definitely not just putting right. time so I can figure out mine. Oh, totally. Um, So... I have one of two versions, and I'm going to ask you guys first how uh, familiar you guys are with the Canadian players at tournaments this season. Would you say that you're very well-versed or less well-versed? Because I, I can either give you more versed the candidates. I'd say we're like pretty decently versed. So here's the problem yeah. is that I have like fairly bad insomnia. So when I'm like up throughout the night, I'm just like looking online. I'm either like playing live or I'm looking online, just looking at every like result and being like, okay, I need to like what lists did well, what cards are working like that. So I probably know the names if not, they're, if, even if they're not Canadian. Okay. Or... I don't mind losing track. Well, that's Let's perfect. Cause uh, I, I'm going to give you guys, uh, the question is over the course of the 2023, 2024 Pokemon season, what 
who are the top 10 Canadian players in terms of earnings? Uh, Trevor Reed. <laughs> Wait, say, repeat the question one more time. Yeah, for the 2023 to 2024 season, who are the top 10 Canadians oh, for oh. earnings? Canadians. Uh, oh, no, sorry. I thought you were, I thought, I thought, I thought that was 2022 to 2023. Um, definitely, um, oh, that's a good, like, for earnings. Who's doing well this year? Um, um top 10. I don't know if Cyrus has been. I was going to say Cyrus. That was going to be my guess. Oh, um, she, uh... Raymond Long. Raymond's yeah, Raymond is number one. Uh, one Andrew original. Strada. Andrew Estrada. Andrew Estrada is there, tied for second. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's a second. There's a second. Um... Do we do we say where Cyrus was? Uh, I I haven't said uh, that. Cyrus yeah. is actually not in the top ten. Oh, interesting. I actually don't uh, believe Cyrus has any this season. Was that yeah? Because Cyrus NAIC, is... or NAIC like changed. They're like yeah. Uh, NAIC, that was that last season. Yeah, that was last season. But like, that, um, uh, they won it before. Uh, they changed it, right? Uh, yeah, I believe hers was still the ten thousand for the IC. Honestly, it's also terrible to win an IC the season before you it goes to twenty five thousand. Yeah, before fifteen yeah, I mean, k. Like like Two point five is the money. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say Jackson Ford. Uh, I am in there at uh, the eighth hey, spot. Hey, let's yeah. go number eight. Because you, you said you were one at winning in Toronto. In, 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 you lost the winning in, in Toronto, right? So that puts yeah, you at least. Yes. Yeah, I got uh, three three thousand from Knox and one thousand from Toronto, which I was actually surprised uh, I made the top. You got more than my top eight EUIC. That's so bad. Rowan's, I'm sorry, man. I'm, Rowan I'm, I'm truly. Rowan is also tied for second at ten thousand. Okay, cool, nice. I, so I got both two. You got one. I got both two. Uh, there's actually uh, one more at two. There's actually oh, three players with two thousand wow. and that's uh, crazy. You should actually know this one as well. Um, is he an East Coast player? No, uh, I... yes. Oh, oh, uh, Dorian Stotts. Yes, that is the one that I wasn't sure you guys were gonna get. Dorian I, has five thousand from top four at Sacramento. He, uh, he, he's a BC local, and he also probably has like played. He's the, probably the only person that has played a Lugulus since. I have played like Lugulus for like UIC in Portland that I actually looked at and I'm like, man, this is like not only is this like better than my list, this is like an improvement to the like the base core of the list. With great balls. I was very Yeah, with great balls. I was very impressed with that list. Like there's been people that played like lists that are as good or maybe a card or two better, but like that was the first time I saw someone where I'm like, oh, you have like you have made the wheel a little bit New better concept. here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so Lucas, is Lucas in there? Lucas is in there at the fifth spot. Nice. Well, three tied for second, so fifth. After uh, this. I don't think he's doing well with champions are this season. Who else is Canadian? So there uh, are two players. Oh, Sierra. Sierra. Oh, Sierra. 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 10,000 from Cup nice. 4. I said his name Vegas. first. Easy money. Uh, that's how it works. You have to say I just don't know how to pronounce to names. Right. Oh, okay. I can't read, man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'll be able to get anything. Landon Catler has he been making money? Yes. Okay. Yes, Landon is. I thought about him. Tied for uh, tied for tenth with three thousand, I believe, as a top sixteen or a top eight. Uh, Luke or top sixteen. Top I know Lucas Shing top thirty two something. Has he done more than one top thirty two? I'll call. Yeah, him. yeah. Drew called him out already. Oh, he did. Okay, yeah. I completely missed that. Yeah. So you guys have one through five. You're looking for six and ten. Do we have Grant on there? 
Grant who? Oh, wait, no, Grant Shen is, is he's, 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 not, he's, he's from Chicago, man. He's an honorary uh, Canadian. Yeah, he's, he's an honorary Canadian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's just playing the list with the other boys. There's no um, Ace Josh. Josh cashed in Portland, but there's no Ace Josh. Yeah, no, you are. So, so you're missing another player that has a finish at LAIC, and then you are missing a player that is known for playing Arceus. And it wasn't Landon. And not and... Landon. Yeah, that's what I was literally thinking. <laughs> oh, um, what's um, what's Kieran's friend? Uh, and Anili? Anili? Yeah, Anil. 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 Sorry, I've never heard his name pronounced before. So, <laughs> Anil. Yeah, is he on there? Yes, he is uh, six. He got five thousand from top sixteen at LAIC. Oh, he top sixteen at LAIC. That's so sick. I listen to that. Podcast yeah, with with the with, uh, with the with the uh, jank eighteen energy Mariah on deck that played one Philly. Uh, one P- That's so P- sick. That's crazy. Oh my! Day, day two at LAIC was just free for the Dons, man. Yeah, true. It, it was ridiculous. Thirty percent Gardevoir, man. It's actually insane. Should have been, been there. Yeah. So it's it's just tied for ten. Tied for ten. Uh, I'll give you another hint. He yeah. got ninth place at Toronto Regionals with an Arceus deck. Arceus. Um, is Christian Labella Canadian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. Yeah, he is. yeah. He is. I was literally about to say. Oh, yeah. oh, he's Canadian. Okay, is he? Is he, he is Canadian? Uh, yeah, he actually just moved to Toronto this year for school, so he actually comes to my locals on Wednesdays. Oh, nice. oh sick! Yeah, what? He, where? He where's? Where is he from originally? Like, what? Uh, is still like uh, from Canada originally? Like, uh, yeah, he's from like a smaller town that's like a little bit north of Toronto, I believe. Uh, I'm not exactly sure where, but I remember that he was like in an area where he just like couldn't attend locals because it wasn't uh, wasn't like transit accessible or anything when he was younger. That makes sense. That's something like, feels like be on the island, honestly. Um, when you have one cup, now you got five cups, man. You guys are rich over there. I might have to come over there for some cups. Today. No, oh, don't dude, come far. for the cups. double weekend. No, no. So um, here's here's a here's a basic fundamental thing between me and Drew. Is Drew's like, no, no, we don't want the good players because I want the points, and I'm like, man, I want to beat the people for the points. <laughs> yeah. I, if I could face like 15 towards to get to first place, I would do it. Would I win all the time? Probably not, but it'd be fun. Yeah, and you would get better too. I, th- I think I. Uh... I just I think there was a lot of my round one today was a Charizard and if he hadn't have played the way that he's a new player right he's been playing for like two months but if he hadn't played been playing the way that he did I was like hmm that's a you got one charmer in the active and the other Pokemon you got surely was a Pidgey and then you passed and I have a Raikou (laughs) energy (laughs) interesting uh but you know I I just think it's kind of nicer to just have like a little a breeze into like I wasn't even a breeze. Nah. Like I don't know. I I want to I want to I want to sweat. Trevor, I want to like Trevor you know grind and the, you know yeah, you'd love the GTA. You can sell your soul oh, every yeah. weekend. Yeah, we yeah. quite yeah. literally did have toured at one of our league cups here. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, man, I wish I was in the GTA for that. Like it's like honestly, like would I would I would way rather face like IC winning players like every single round than just being like, oh my local game oh, gave me a win. Like I had this challenge recently where I like I was maxed on challenges and I like I think it was like every single round someone threw to me and I was like I won like, yeah. and I was like man I don't feel good about this one. That, that part like, is kind of frustrating. <laughs> I definitely feel the same way. Like there there's locals sometimes that you go to and you're like I'm not really like learning anything with this level of play. Like you don't really learn anything about a matchup if your opponent is just like you know giving up two prizes for free. And you're like oh okay well. <laughs> And like, oh, and, yeah, absolutely. And, and like for example like in the cup like yesterday the day that i won like 
I mean, it's funny that I like like farmed Jake so hard because he looked through by not getting handy backscalibur in his hand. Like you know, like only bad players dead draw so hard, right? But um, I I had I had a lot more fun in my top four match where I was like actually like having to like figure things out and like get pushed and like my opponents like pushing back like like that like my top four was really this sick and I wish I could have had that with like Jake and top eight. Mm. Um, st I still want to win, of course, but like I want to like have to like do everything in my power to just get there, if anything. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's like the average GTA copy experience and it really does prepare you for regionals because like our, our league cups are significantly harder than like the average of really? regionals. So yeah, like I, I mean, if you like, just look at the top 10 players that we're talking about at uh, Eight like, of them, uh, seven, uh, Estrada doesn't come to league cups, but like, yeah, like I've been to a cup that like, Raymond, Rowan, Lucas, and Neil have, and like Christian Labella have been at. Like, I host, I actually hosted like the cup that I uh, host in downtown Toronto. Like, there was probably 10 players at, at that cup that will qualify for worlds. Like, yeah, it, it's ridiculous competition. And it's, uh, it's, and it, it, like short term, when you're like getting smacked around because you're playing against really good players, kind of sucks. But if you look at it from a long term perspective, you really can feel yourself getting better because you're around that level of competition. So it's really good. It's a bit of a double-edged sword. I uh, I am also a farming advocate myself. I do love to go for a bit of a farm. Uh, okay, transitioning. Also, we haven't even said yet. This is the Maple Pod Part Two because we're all Canadians here. So sticking in that theme, uh, the other Canadian that we had on the Maple Pod Part One was Kieran Farah, who was mentioned earlier in the pod. Uh, so Kieran, this is crazy. I'm looking at his limitless page right now. Don't look at his limitless page. My question is about it. All right. Uh, he he's won twenty k, which is crack. Like that's a lot of money to be winning since like two thousand twenty two, like two years of the game doing like twenty k. That's actually nuts. Uh, but Kieran has a total of five Pokemon, five different Pokemon in his uh limitless profile, and you name all five of them. Uh, there are five, um, five Pokemon. <laughs> five Pokemon. There's five Pokemon only, but he's got tons like, of not not. not not five different archetypes, five different Pokemon. The Pokemon that represent the archetypes. Okay. Limited. Because I was so it's not like Lugia, Archeops, Chen Pao, Baxcalibur, and one more, right? It is that. Yeah, it's one more. Oh, okay. Next farm. Let's give you well, a I, Okay, I got Chen Pao. You go next and then the, the, <laughs> Well, I mean, well, okay, okay. This, this is an easy one. Jack already did most of the questions. Trevor, I'll let you get this one. But yeah, I mean he's he's a Lugia merchant last season. And, um, uh, I, I know the fifth one though. If you want me to grab that fifth one, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll grab, grab the fifth one. This is more it's, of a, a question for the, more, right? the guests at home. Yeah, it's, it's Gertie. Yeah, because he got was he top four at LAIC with it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let me just comment about uh, you know, Kieran is on the board of directors for for Chen Pao. I don't know if you guys saw that. Uh, yeah, I, that did. Meme. <laughs> I did. I yeah. did. Yeah, Chen Pao. Uh, Chen Pao authority has has been in changing hands as of late. <laughs> Jared, yeah, uh... I mean, like looking at like 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 Kieran's like like like, like having like very few Pokemon on your here limit the stretch for a year is actually probably like a fairly good thing. It's cool. Yeah, um, it's interesting. I was gonna bring that up be because like playing the same archetype over again means you're just gonna like hone yourself in that archetype and be a lot better. Like one of the reasons I had so much success with Lugia in the, like, the back half of the season, other than the fact that like you know, Drolon's like was was sick for the event. Disgusting call. Um, but I had been like basically almost exclusively playing Lugia since it came out. So I had a lot more reps in it than some other people might have had. 
Um, it allowed me to kind of see, feel how the deck was going towards like for UIC with rotation and like adapt a lot easier to that change. Um, and then I kept playing it after that, which then resulted in me like, you know, doing fairly well with it after that Portland and Worlds um, because I felt like every game I just open up, like I know exactly the route that I'm going to go with it. Um, so just playing the same deck over and over again that you like, that like has like this fairly neutral in the metagame. I mean, like, you know, if you're going to play like Zorark into the metagame, like a lot, like good luck to you. Um, but... <laughs> But, like, can be, like, super huge advantage for you because then when you get these players that, like, in these regionals that are, like, throwing to you with, like, the first time they're playing Moon or whatever, then you're just like, well, I'm not going to throw this game because I've just played this deck, like, 100, 200, 300 times, and that's just going to let me play normally and win this game as opposed to you. You're like, oh, I don't know what these cards do or I'm not that comfortable in, yeah. in like, the stressful, like, time situations. Just, like, playing normal, right? Like, and honestly, that's so funny that we have Jack on because when I think of that, I actually think of you a lot, Jack, because you're, when I started playing with you back in, like, 2013, you were a junior back then, and that's kind of, like, when we met each other. I was, like, 16, you were, like, mm -hmm. just a kid. Um, but you were just farming with Blastoise. That, what, what did you finish at Worlds that year? You got top eight, right, Blastoise? Uh, uh, that was top 16. top 16. That was actually uh, my best Worlds finish. It was just yeah. kind of lame. My first Worlds. <laughs> first Worlds. I mean, top 16 for your first Worlds is pretty good. But just kind of the, like, you know, it's a fundamental thing where you're just like, if I'm just playing Blastoise, Blastoise isn't going to stop being good the whole season. I'm going to be way better with Blastoise than if I was, you know, picking up. It's just your hours, right? If you have 500 games with a deck, you're going to make way less end game line mistakes than, you know, if you picked up even like Moon, it's easy to make a mistake if you have only like five games with a deck. But like Guardi, you could get 200 games with it and 500 would make your, it would impact your play a lot, you know, with a deck like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I'm very mentally prepared once rotation hits that I'm just gonna pick up a Charizard deck for like the next six months well, and yeah, just that's... run with it because I think it's that good. Jack, you're so good. I was about to segue us into that. So let's uh start talking about maybe the new format a little bit, because uh there are some new cards that dropped. Oh. And now we have the full set for the new format. Maybe let's not open the Pandora's box just yet, but just to talk more on uh what you're talking about, Jack, is Zard gains um the plus fifty tool, which I think is massive for the deck. Like being able to take two prize knockouts on turn two of like real HP Pokemon, not just like that's right. HP go, go ahead, mention all these cards that will have no impact compared to what I'm about to release. <laughs> oh man, yeah, true. Yeah, it is gonna be silly, but also I think Zard is one of those decks where you can just be like, ah, I'm just gonna play Zard, and like if I go to six majors, I'm sure I'll do it well at least like three of them. Kind of thing, you know, you just... Oh, yeah, 100%. So I want to mention the fact that Zardless in this current format, you know, everyone is playing the same 59 to 60 cards, right. but with rotation happening, the format just opens right up and there becomes a lot of versatility with how you want to play the deck. Like, in fact, I think in Japan, the Babarel version is having more success yes. than the Pidgeot top version. Forward. Yeah, top forward. Uh, it makes which sense. is it's very interesting. And there's there's like a lot of different ways that you can play this deck. And as Drew was talking about, like the Max Belt, we've seen people playing Max Belt, Prime Catcher, and sorry, sorry, uh, Trevor, and even like Hero's Cape in that deck, which is which is crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so many inferior Heroes Cape. Heroes Cape is the one that did well in the Zard deck. Oh, it was in the top four list. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Heroes wow. Cape just gives you a, top, a plus 100 HP, which is actually kind of crazy, right? Like The best performing ace spec is actually Master Ball. That's so. That's a Wait, what? Zard. Yeah, the most the best performing uh, a spec for Champions League was uh, Master Ball actually because yep. Lugia, won with, Lugia, Master Ball Lugia won with Master Ball. Oh, that that's just embarrassing to a specs in general. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Honestly though, I mean like that is probably, probably the best a spec in Lugia for now. Lugia. Yeah, if you if you draw an Ultra Ball or a Master Ball, you're actually like, oh, you love to see it. Master Ball, Ultra Ball, and you're being chilling. 
Yeah, it's pretty good. Like compared, I mean, it's not good. It's just better than what we have after rotation. Um, and I'm actually not a Lugia believer for this uh, EYC until I do end up running like Lugia with like Duraldon or some crap like that. Um, I think that Charizard's probably like generally the best deck untested right now. Um, I think it's really, really strong. Show I think up for sure. Should I should I open the box? Should I can I can I can I can I go off about it? You can give him a peek. Wait, can I can I can I give one peek on the Lugia box? Are you, are you not on the Lugia train because it doesn't play captured aromas now? Um, it's actually not that losing capture aroma actually isn't what hurts me about that because losing Burnett. Um, by losing Burnett, you really have, and then also yeah, like I good. think we even, do we even keep capturing aroma? I don't even. Well, uh, we do keep it, but I, yeah. but I think the lists are playing. Uh, they're playing Great Ball now, aren't they? Yeah, oh, they're like no, they're playing. They're playing like a lot, like a lot of splits on it. Like yeah. we keep Great Ball, we keep Ultra, we keep Capture Roma. It's more just like now without Burnett, you really don't have a super fluid way to get Archeops in the discard pile. Mm. Um, like unless they release something like, uh, like they can release Pokemon Communication, well, like give us back that, which they're not going to yeah. just give us a really bad support. Who has Jock, but Jock's like pretty bad actually. Jock like, is pretty bad. Be yeah, yeah, he played one and he won. Yeah. You need support of return plus you need the ultra ball in hand. Yeah, like it's just so yeah. much to do. Um like it's like better than nothing, but like, oh man. Like I'm just thinking about all the games that if I didn't have Burnett, how screwed I'd be, and it's a lot. Yeah. Um Burnett is perfect. Burnett like lets you play the deck, I think. So without it, the consistency question being brought up is like super legitimate. But a lot of Wait, this this list is ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's got eleven crazy. surge cards. It's got two Serenas. Two Serena, yeah, that was a wild part. I was like, what? two Serena, bro. <laughs> One mini one? Come on, man. This is this is an yeah. embarrassment. Man. Jackson Ford, Jackson Ford says questionable to the Champions League <laughs> winning Lugia list. You heard it here yeah. first, first, folks. Yeah, like I, I just like I feel that the problem I had with Lugia transition this format. I think I've gone on about this before. Is that before this last Kurt format paradox? If you set up like you like you had about like a one turn grace period where if like you're on your turn two and you miss the turn two double archaeops, there's a lot of games that you still can just win if you get the archaeops the turn after. So it gives you a shot to like read the wind and try to go from there. And that grace period is very important for Lugia because you don't get you get turn two like like not every game right. And this grace period allowed you to give you a lot of like room to set up. And then also once you set up, you just win the game a lot because you're just like, man, I'm just throwing whatever I want at you and you can't do much about it. Like, good job. Yeah. Uh, but then with Paradox, two things happen. One, because of Maridon's influence in the format, the format sped up a turn. Because it sped up a turn, you lost that read the wind grace period. So now you have to like, your your win rate is capped on your setup rate, which I put at about 75% because I'm very lucky. Um, but now the problem too is that like, even if, I, if I'm winning 75% of my games, awesome. But now I have more bad matchups. Guardian is now just unbelievably bad. Not even just like the 50-50 that I think it was before or slightly unfavored. Um, but Maradon's good. Like there's other things like Moon. And the other thing to think about too is like, this is a like subset format, right? Like this is not all of the cards that were released. Imagine mm -hmm. like one of the cards uh, we're going to talk, I'll let you talk about the card that you want to talk about Trevor. But one of the interesting cards that uh, has got released from, that's going to be part of the set is the Iron Thorns EX. Did you see that one, Jack? Mm -hmm. uh, is that the uh, no rule boxes? Yeah. yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. So it, it's got a, a ability called initialize. It says when this Pokemon is in the active spot, Pokemon with a rule box in play, except any future Pokemon don't have any abilities. So you shut off like 
every V Pokemon, every just every rule box, every like uh Radiant Pokemon, Greninja shut off. Just a very good card, I think. Uh, Wait, and then does this shut off your own as well? Uh, except future, I, except future Pokemon, Pokemon with the rule box in play that are uh, not okay. future mods. So it shuts off your own, but only if they're not future Ooh. mods. So oh, if only Maridon was future, then it would not shut Maridon off. That yeah, I was thinking about Maridon. I was thinking about Muiac, but because those are actually pretty major. If you shut off your own. Yeah. But yeah, but I mean, also, it also has Y Cyclone. It has Y Cyclone for lightning double tunnels. So you can hit them, ship them, put a DTE on a hand, and be like, okay, well, I'm going to take two, maybe three prizes next turn because I chipped you and locked you up. So definitely an interesting yeah. card. I think Ryan will probably play, play it as a one off because it seems really good in the sub matchups. Against Zard, it actually gives you a shot against Zard. Like maybe you play with a judge uh... and just be like, ah, judge path wall. <laughs> and there's no rope as there's well. No rope. There's no rope. Rope rotate. Yeah, I was going to say, like, better have a boss. With rope Zard. rotate, it's actually insane. Yeah, it seems really good. So I think that could um, but to kind of like sorry to speak to my point again here is like, but now like you know you you had your cap set up to seventy five percent like let's say on a high side, but now with countercatcher and screamtail and Gardevoir and like bad matchups and iron hands and like that kind of stuff, you lose a lot of games you set up now too, so just between that and then also path still being popular in some of like the other decks like it's just kind of hard for Lugia and with this next set coming out things that are added to the format are more attackers that are hard for you like the iron thorns. Um, the format doesn't really seem to slow down and you lose consistency pieces, which hurts everyone, of course, but a lot of these other decks have consistency in the form of like basic Pokemon to like actually get them there or their, their attackers are like fairly, fairly on board with that evolution, whereas you need to have that extra turn to evolve to actually have a shot at attacking. It's like you lose consistency, which hurts you profoundly more than they, than the, everything else. And you just gain more enemies. You don't really gain much. Like you gain like the Cincina, which I think is good. Um, but like. With like iron hands and other things, I don't know if I don't think that's enough. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that's uh, enough either. And like when we initially read this in Sino, we thought it was seventy times energy, and we were like, "This is cracked, crazy, insane." And then we yeah, like double turbo would give like one hundred twenty reversal, yeah, like a reversal, yeah, exactly, reversal to oh, ten. We were God. like, "What? The, well, this is insane." A single attach can get you five energy off an Arceus. Like an Arceus for two hits you for five. But it's just energy cards, so it doesn't work. Like which that. means, which when you're so fragile, especially to like the small attackers in the format, all that it result kind of results in is that you need like four, like you need like four energy pretty consistently, and then just set up and keep setting up stage ones, and then you just keep getting blown up by things. Um, I, I I don't think that Lugia is necessarily the play next format. Um, I could be wrong, and I hope I'm wrong because you'll see me playing Lugia at EU. I see if I, if I am wrong. Um, and nothing would break me more happy, but. Honestly, what's going to really revolve around, like, make this flip this format on his head is the newest card they just Wait, released. I'm sorry. That, I I'm going to no. cut you off one more time. Jackson, do you want to talk about the card that you want to talk about before? Taylor, Taylor I'm going to let you finish. Taylor, I'm going to let you finish. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the Blood Moon Ursaluna. I remember you were talking about that before the pod, Jack. The, oh, yeah, yeah. The Ursaluna is fantastic. I don't think it comes out with the next set, though, does it? It does. It yeah. Does. It That's does. It's a legal card. Yeah, that is so. e oh my gosh. Because our our main set is made of four mini sets from Japan. They've released three of those mini sets, and now the fourth mini set is the one that's coming out, which will make our, the flat last twenty five percent of our full eight so. Mar end of March set. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's just crazy. Okay, so to start it off, I mean, it's a two hundred and sixty HP basic. Yeah. Um, it's like the same HP as uh, as Goldengo for, for no reason. <laughs> um, it's, it's it's uh it's a normal type, so it can be played in absolutely anything, and it's got Radiant Charizard's ability, except it attacks for colorless, which means that if your opponent's taking five prize cards, this guy actually attacks for free. So it's two forty. Is that correct? Yeah, two forty. Yeah, forty and it can attack. Yeah. So 
essentially you can play a mon that just swings for 240 for one or zero in any deck now and it's got 260 hp and it's also a normal type which means you can play things like sharon's care um which is kind of crazy because this yeah. uh it is it yeah. came out in uh, brilliant brilliant stars i believe so... you also you also can just run turo too to pick it up that's true you can because you attack for one energy which is which is crazy zero so you course, have zero energy oh my gosh you could play that in like lost box and then like you could put the turo put the confi up and then because of the escape word you just reset and attack for free you just hit 240 <laughs> twice that's crazy. i think i think that probably a lot of decks if not like most decks will play just one copy of this card straight probably. up probably yeah yeah, like, any deck that plays switch effects and can afford to start it. Right. I mean, it is yeah, they can afford to start it. Tree's pretty heavy. That's a heavy. Yeah, card. anything they can afford to retreat that has cards to retreat it, I think just play this card because, like, yeah, at the end of the game, you're like, well, like a switch heavy for deck. zero energy, 240, like with on a beefy good. basic, like that's, that's pretty insane. Yeah, that's so good for clearing out. Fighting weakness. So that's a really good weakness in the format because a lot of the new uh, ancient cards that like would normally it's be fighting dragon. type are just dragon. I told you that today. You're like, no, it no. gets hit by Karan, and I'm like, no, it's a dragon type. Don't act like you knew <laughs> that. I told you that today. I absolutely knew that. Okay. My knowledge is flawed. Okay, Trevor Reed. Um, yeah. So Blood Ursa, Blood Moon Ursa Lumiex, sick name, and also probably going to be a played card. That's like probably a fantastic card. card yeah. And uh, don't forget that you can also bravery charm it to make it a 310 HP oh, basic. Lol so good that's actually probably oh that's actually insane that's that's nuts. Uh, all right now that we talked about the bad cards go, in the go format ahead, Trip, please go <laughs> oh, all right strap in ladies and gentlemen um so another card just dropped now you might think prime catcher is like super cool and all because it's like you know it's a supporter card but on an item right like that's super sick right um unfair stamp which uh whew, that's i hope they keep that translation for that name because oh man this card is unfair um a spec item card <laughs> if your opponent has knocked one of your pokemon out during their last turn you can play this card and what this card does is you shuffle your hand and drop five that's pretty sick for an item right shuffle your that's hand really and drop good. five but wait there's more shauna your, your opponent also shauna, shauna like you know item shauna honestly <laughs> pretty sick. i mean like we were looking at the ancient ancient a spec and it's like oh it's like maybe playable because like you can like item draw like five or like like between like four or six depending on your board right um no that card's bad anyway shuffle your hand draw five pretty sweet your opponent though also has to participate in this they shuffle their hand back but guess what they draw two they draw two cards oh oh <laughs> they, they draw two it's an item roxanne but they go, you don't they don't have to but they don't have to get three prizes they just have to kill some of yours they last go, get any point they go, they go second and they go i'll turn one spit innocently and you're like hmm i'll <laughs> end you to, to die two. i will end you to two. oh roxanne <laughs> <laughs> wait so you've chosen death by playing the game yeah. oh my god you attacked me you touched me actually death to you <laughs> i'm telling mom <laughs> yeah. yeah so I, I think this card is really good i think trevor is oh like, my we, we definitely had it like wow well, we talked about this card for like an hour after you you sent it to me and i was like oh my god this card is insane uh, i think oh. uh, the great catcher if that that's the, the like guzman prime catcher yeah prime catcher um i think this might overshadow that card as just a card that you can slap in decks because any deck that like plays arvin you can just arvin for this card after you get ko'd and you're like okay i'll arvin get a shuffle any deck that has pokemon that can get knocked out oh my god want this card yeah arvin for seal stone and 
for computer search and for roxanne both items <laughs> oh my I'll, God. I'll play two ace specs in my same turn <laughs> two ace specs that's, busty. that's oh, so crack i'll also play counter catcher i'll play counter catcher and bring something up <laughs> oh, sick barrel. oh man yeah, literally sick the barrel bro. goodbye I think you have uh, to play counter catcher in this. So, um, are, how how much do you want to leak, Trev? Do you want to leak, leak a little bit? I mean, people oh, it's a leak. I don't care. You already know about it. Yeah, people already know about it. Um, so uh. the, the really cool combo with this, and Trevor actually told it to me, but I'm gonna leak it. Um, is there's an Arbok from uh, well, the 151 set, Arbok EX. I got and, four on order. <laughs> yeah, I also have some on order because we literally we're like, oh wait, <laughs> this is insane. So 270 HP. It's an EX card. Uh, dark, dark, dark does 150. And your opponent discards two cards from their hand. So the funny thing about putting your opponent to two when a card like this exists <laughs> is you get to turn to zero hand them if they spit innocently at you sometimes. <laughs> so that's kind of crazy. And then also another attack, Dark Dark, for 70. And then during your uh, opponent's next turn, the defending Pokemon can't retreat, which I think is also pretty relevant. I think that attack is Oh, I think it's super relevant because oh. you, there's, a, there's the new supporter card that lets you look at your opponent's hand, discard two items. You can play that, play that, discard the two items from your hand like oh look at that two switches goodbye um and then you play laser bank because you have uh brute bonnet plus the stadium and the studio sneezes if you want like i don't know how this is gonna look exactly list wise i just know i'm excited for it um but yeah you do 50 damage laser bank to them they they can't retreat and then they come take 170 coming back into your turn their switches are gone from their hand you could also just do that too like you just zero hand them and then they're like okay like i'm gonna try like it's kind of attacking you're like all right i'll boss up your like fish or something like that and then just like poison bank it and then it dies coming back yeah, to your take turn. Take a two prize, like, like, get a substantial lead and then also, or just kill a Mew because Mew's dark weak. So if anything has a Mew support, Mew X support, you're just like all menacing things are Mew, which is I think really important as well because if you zero hand them and they have Mew, they just restart and then they're potentially playing again. Yeah. But if you, you can, get you to can, kill the Mew as well, that's actually really good. You can, well, Sightly is still legal, Darkrai V-Star is still legal. Darkrai V-Star, yeah. Yeah, Darkrai V-Star, bro. Darkrai V-Star should be crazy. Oh, I'll just do it again. I'll just do it again. Okay, so I'll oh wait, you talked about research? Ah, uh, sorry, buddy. Let's try. Let's try it again. <laughs> We're gonna play dark cycle. Um, so I'll, I'm just gonna read dark rv star for anybody that doesn't uh, know what it does. So there's two parts of the card that are really good. Dark rv star, um, and this is actually it kind of touches back on. Ed, you were saying this jokingly, Jack, but like if you Arvin for forest seal stone and uh, reset stamp, like yeah, you can use star abyss, but also having the option to go forest seal stone if you need to play the game is really good. So dark rv star, star abyss. During your turn, you may put up to two item cards from your discard pile into your hand. No, so no, you just two trainers. Two trainer two cards. Two item cards. I'm no, reading it. It's, 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 it's running. Oh, is I'm it items? It right. uh, that would be insanity. No. I remember no. the card got way worse when uh, Pokestop didn't get uh, tools anymore and they yeah. went to the discard pile. It, it doesn't matter because we're getting Dark Patch and Stamp anyway. Yeah. We're getting Dark Patch and Stamp off this anyway. We're oh. So you get Patch. And, and the Arbok EX is Dark type, so you get to Dark Patch it, which is really good. Um, but then Starbus, you could like hit if you know if your Arbok dies and you want to run it again and set up another one. You get Dark Patch Stamp and then you just run it again, kind of thing. Uh, and if you're zero handing your opponent twice, like probably once off that they whiff, right? Like they should be whiffing at least one. Sure, they might be able to pop their supporter out of one of it, but if they do it twice, it's like, mm. did you cut their deck? You can, you, you can play like different stadiums to finding like you either play Laser Bank build or you can play like League Headquarters build. Like you can find ways to. I'm sure there's a way to break yeah. this deck to the point that it like get stamp banned or something like that like this card is like i don't so know it it's really good i think that i don't know like maybe there's answers to it but it does seem really like, good right now like and going from your first turn where you've had your first turn and then you have two choices either don't play the game or play the game take a prize 
and then you just go down to two cards in your hand to follow up with it after yeah. they're attacking you well, I think as well in that same turn. Because yeah. Shuffle Draw 5 is also just good at with including really good. your normal supporter for turn. Like, you're, you're now yeah. setting up, like, super well. But then also put your opponent two cards for spawning. You're like, okay, you have two cards, go. Like, you know? And if they're not hitting you because they're like, oh, I don't want to get reset stamp zero hand, then, you know, if you're playing a stage one deck that doesn't do a lot of damage and kind of set stuff up with bind down and poison or whatever, that's kind of ideal for you, right? If you're not getting one prize, you're like, well, you're going to take a prize on me eventually, right? So this, there's a lot of decks that can even just happening. I think there's a lot of decks that can just play this aggressively. I think Zard might play this. Like, you're playing the Arvins already. Like, you can sure you can do, like, you can do the catcher, but you already can play counter catcher. Now you can just, like, item. Item, oh man, just like item. Oh yeah, like uh, you're not talking though. about with Arbok, right? You're just talking about with the no, like in general. Like yeah, this yeah, thing yeah, is like yeah, I, think, totally. I think there's probably a way to break it in Arbok and be like a like, yeah. really cool Arbok deck. But I also think that it's just generally good in like a lot of decks. Like I think maybe decks like the, like the aggro like Iron Hands Future Boxes or like the aggro like Ancient Boxes. I think or Rory Moons. I think those Prime still catcher. probably play Prime Catcher. Yeah, because like in an ideal world, they're never getting a knockout because you're just like punishing right. them super fast. Yeah. So being able to play a card as a switch and a boss is like, yeah, better, right? Yeah. Um, but I think also that those decks do significantly worse in a format where the, all the other decks can just be like, I'll play Unfair Stamp. I'll play Good Zero luck. Hand. <laughs> Good luck, friend. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't like, even talk about the fact that you can play like a research the same turn. Like yeah, that's it. You do all these crazy cards. things, and you can play a supporter for turn still. Yeah, so you're seeing like twelve cards deep, plus also disrupting your opponent's two, plus zero handing them. I think this card would not be as broken as I'm portraying here if countercatcher also didn't exist. Countercatcher. The fact good. that countercatcher and unfair stamp exist together is why. Yeah, because well, that's... otherwise, then like every deck could just play B barrel and be like not. It'd still be a great card, but it'd be like way more fair. The fact that they can just like counter catch up the B barrel, kill it, and unfair stamp you in the same turn, and then still do their supporter to either search that out, draw, do whatever, is like yeah. Insanity. Well, that's the thing. Reset stamp being non-supporter means that if you draw boss up to five, you can be like, okay, I'll boss the bib as well, right? Like that. That's kind of the crazy thing about Tina right now. Well, one of the reasons why Tina is doing so well is because you can go hand disruption plus gust effect on what I want, and now I'm in complete control of the board, right? And this kind of just does that, and then also zero hands, which is like. A crazy concept. And it's, it's also kind of crazy too now is that like they have the top deck like pretty they have the only really top deck like the perfect card to get out of this and then draw well off of that. Now if they take another KO after getting unfair stamp because they, they drew the nuts, right? They're now in range of like Roxanne or Iono just like milling their hand in again. So now it's like every point of the game, like you take your first prize go down to five, you're now getting milled down to like end game Iono levels, which is insane. So you have to keep Hotpacking these resources to keep burning these cards to try and get there, and you're just like getting like down to two, down to two, down to two, which also means your deck is never really thinning that much. Yeah. Which means now that like each progressive one is progressively just like screwing you way more. You have less outs in deck, you still have like a good amount of cards left to, to get through. I think is like the thing I cannot understate is like how crazy it is. Yeah, I th I think even if you played a deck, you play a deck like Chen Pao too. Even if you're just getting rid of SERs or something, they can't close games out. It's it's very strong. Well, yeah, that's, absolutely. That's kind of an interesting, it kind of brings it to an interesting point, though, because I think Prime Catcher, Chen Pao is another one of the decks that Prime Catcher, I think, really does well in. So it's kind of weighing the values of like, well, do I want this like kind of counter shuffle draw I mean, that's also disruption? Or do, do I just do, want, like, it's kind of, yeah. do you want to be more aggro with it? Like what, what decks, I think it's going to come down to like how the decks function, because if one of them benefits more from being aggro, Prime Catcher might be better. But if one I of them is like, I benefit more by like controlling everything. And like even just disrupting you and then be like, I'm gonna swing with Zard, right? That's why I think Zard might be able to do well with it. Because if you just like disrupt them and you're like, I'm gonna Zard attack, then they're like, damn, I top decked a poffin, a double poffin thing fast. 
you know i i think this i think unfair stamp actually probably brings chen pao maybe up to like a point where it's like more powerful than zard in the current and like the the theoretical format because like one of the problems with chen pao has always just been like people like chasing your stuff and like being like getting their turn faster than you right like yeah. um this really actually just genuinely helps with that right because like it gives you consistent a bit more card draw like gives you five card draw offs your opponent down to two you can get it off irida while doing your setup like you do want like prime catcher would be nice but it's also like if you're just like not letting your opponent like just target on your back's caliber for a turn or like chase a chen pao or get that knockout or whatever like, that's super good you're also already a deck that plays b barrel just naturally so now like you're already just naturally playing the guy that's like has the best shot at trying to get there against b barrel and you're not the aggro decks so you're not taking that first prize which is good for the fact that like now they can't counter catcher your B barrel and kill it if they're gonna unfair stamp you back, right? Yeah, it's actually one of the best decks to handle with it because even if they do kill your B barrel, you get to promote Chen Pao and concealed cards by just like shivery showing. So you at least have a chance of drawing out of it no matter yeah. what. So I think like actually like unfair stamp like just without making a new deck like Arbok, it might actually just benefit Chen Pao the most, and make Chen Pao like pretty crazy, right? Well, that's kind of the fun part about the new format is it's not only now with A specs new archetypes. It's like what it's new archetypes plus now you have to test out like three to four different A specs to be like what A spec in each different archetype. And I wonder how oh. much that's gonna like nuance matchups too, right? Like maybe you change around an A spec to be like, uh, is it better to hit the prime catcher here or the disruption depending on what the meta shakes up to be. Yeah, kind of, but I mean, like, what's how does the meta shake up where, like, because if, if Prime Catcher is really good, then like makes Unfair Stamp super good, and if Unfair Stamp super true. good, then Unfair Stamping their Unfair Stamp is also really good. That's true. So it's, it's kind of like, it, it, like, if Prime Catcher is good, then it makes Unfair Stamp good, and Unfair Stamp is good, then it makes Unfair Stamp good. So it's like, why, where is Unfair Stamp? Bad, I'm not saying right? Unfair Stamp will be bad at all. I think it'll be a great card. It's in I the name. <laughs> yeah, it's literally in the name. Good, good job. Broken card. We yeah, like, I mean, this is it's like so. And the thing about two is also with Chen Pao too is that like Poffin is really, really good with Chen Pao yeah, because you get everything. You still can run a Ditto to get your like yeah, the uh, Ditto Chen Pao so good or Ditto Gren. It really depends on what you and do, right? and the thing about two I've always yeah. had a problem with Chen Pao is that because you want to set up two B barrels, but you also have to set up like the the fridge backs. Like if you get like a turn one VIP pass and it's just one of them, you're kind of like okay, I guess I kind of just have to get the fridges and be like all right, like zero to one B dupe, let's go. But with these um. And because it has bench barrier and because of like, you know, you can you get it later, you can always just like later get like, okay, I got another Poffin, like let's get two B dupes now, like on turn two or three, which I really like for Chen Pao, like more than like a lot of other decks. And having more like game support, just to talk on Poffin for another second, of like, you know, Nest Ball, mm -hmm. finding a Nest Ball with Chen is like kind of not that great, but being able to get two Bridges in one card is like so, such good for uh, Chen's mid game. Like it's just really good for me. Or, you know, Bidoof as well, if you want to get a Bidoof as a fridge, whatever works or makes sense so a big issue i've actually been seeing and i don't know exactly if this is why people in japan have included but that uh that supporter card that just says discard two items from your opponent's hand yeah, that that actually destroys chen pao oh, because if you just like starbirth for that card and play it and you like, discard an ultra ball it kind of just <laughs> yeah. destroys them like, if it feels similar to Getsis, like you kind of just destroy them you would look at they their hand and discard two items that's what the card does. Yeah, it's yeah. Actually very, it's actually very it's fair. So I mean, uh, yeah, that's actually very fair. I wonder if that really like kind of gets to a point where you play like, like you play four ear does like maybe you just start playing like, well, Arvin's still pretty bad because you don't really have V's. Yeah. Maybe you should start playing more supporters or maybe it's just like you play more gears, you just have more shots at like 
getting supporters off of like Pokestop if it lives or whatever. That's pretty terrifying though. Getting two of your items. Oh, that's massively terrifying. Awful for Chen. You're right, Jack. Yeah, and I mean, if you're if you're going with Ark and you're going first, like turn two, they probably have just played their area from their hands. So it's like you have to worry about you hit double a second in. I'm like, oh, huh. yeah. Like for a deck that plays three candy, you can yeah. if you like discard a candy, you just like okay, I'm gonna hunt back Calibers for the rest yeah, of the game, and then you lose. Yeah, exactly. Well, you pr you probably play four candy if that exists in the format, right? Um, no. I think that you have to actually. Yeah, uh, yeah. You probably just play four candy. Be like, we just they're not he need to not hit like too many things. I think I think it's really yeah. interesting because I think a lot of things have the potential to be top tier. Next format is kind of cool. I think it's gonna be like not a very consistent format, but the power levels I think will be cool. It's oh, kind of bring a cool. Power it's level. it's really not gonna be that consistent of a format because no. like, oh, <laughs> uh, there's just like there's just so many hand punishes right now, and like I like hand punishes, but like I like hand punishes when it's like your supporter for turn, so it's like okay, I only get punished like once, and you're like not as likely to boss me. Like that's one of the things I really like about Lost Team is the fact that it runs the countercatcher and it runs Roxanne, so you can like do both. But to be able to be like, I'm going to disrupt your hand, countercatcher you, and then also consistently do it with a supporter for turn, it's just like that's pretty it's, good. It's, obs it's, it's obscene. Good. Yeah, as long as you're okay with not playing a path to the peak, you can still do all of those things in the next format. There was a Lost Team that got top sixteen at this event. In the Champions League. In the Champions League, yeah, it. Uh... It actually looks pretty good. I, I I thought that it was actually pretty reasonable. Uh yeah, it's I'll uh, send that. So it was honestly like a really good looking list. It plays the iron leaves, so I guess the idea is that you can iron leaves to kill a Zard and you can star wrecking to kill a Zard. So I think you cover your base there, okay. And you can kill a pigeon or support Pokemon. Yeah. And being like a V-Star, you're not going to get affected by Max Belts or right. anything like that, which is nice. And then the deck actually looks very consistent because you have the Puff and you have your Nest Ball still, but you also are now playing uh, the new Emergency Board tool, which yeah, is a fantastic cool. pivot. And then because you're not playing Path, well, most of these cards have just been dropped to play extra consistency. So it actually might be okay. You still and have a lot of agency with the deck. You have deck. Prime This is a deck. I was going to... Speaking of Prime Cover, I was going to say this is a deck that probably plays Reset Stamp over Prime Catcher, right? Because if you could play two Roxanne, oh, lost, absolutely, like Reset or Unfair Stamp, it's probably way better than Prime Catcher, right? It's probably just insane. So, for that. here's something that I wonder about, like Lost Box, kind of as an identity in general for this next set. Played a Force is too. is that your identity is kind of around like you know you do the Cram turn one, you get to the Gate turn two, and then you get to like something broken on turn three, right? Um, you're kind of really punished for the first part of that chain and almost get eliminated to the second part of that chain because of the first part. Because, like, if you go cram early to get, like, a kill, your opponent's just like, uh, stamp, or, uh, unfair. Yeah. And then you're Respond like, man, I hate my life. And now, like, my second piece of the combo, which is get to the gate turn to, like, up my pressure, is now, like, severely mitigated. And, like, I have confidence, but now, like, when you get to a situation where you're just, like, two cards in hand and you're comping every turn, a lot of times your confidence are just, like, getting cards to keep going on the comp chain. And you're just still, like, like it's so it feels so much worse, right? Yeah. Well, I guess you're just going to be using Abyss Seeking a lot more. But then if you're using Abyss Seeking a lot more, like, it depends what decks are playing it. Like, if it's not like Chen Pao, they're probably just, like, nuking, like, you, you're nuking your Tina if that's active. And I guess it depends on how aggressive everything else is. Like, how fast is this format? Is this a format that we can, like, yeah. afford to Abyss Seeking? And, like, maybe you can because you can stamp them back if they, like, punish your Tina. But then also you have to be able to get your stamp 
Which, like, you have decent draw, but you also just, like, don't have the item search unless you, like, have to start playing, like, Arvin in this deck or... I guess kind of Arvin in this deck, because there's not really much other item search, like, other than, like, Irida, right? Yeah, and it, with, with it being a loss, yeah. in, loss in the deck, too, like, you might have to... It's probably one of the high priority keep items, but but still, I mean also like if you're you're looking your looking your first you're looking your first turn are you are you keeping that pop into play the game or are you keeping that stamp when you only have a yeah, compound exactly. board yeah or a colrus <laughs> stamp you know something like that so it'll just have a fail rate which yeah. doesn't feel great for the card when it's considering that you kind of just want to be able to like okay you took one prize or two prize uh punished um like maybe like like I'm not saying that lost box is necessarily bad with it. But maybe it's more like along the lines of like maybe it's not Tina that we play with it. Like I think Lost Zone as an engine is super good because of Poffin and because of Ditto, because of Board. But like maybe it needs a different partner. Something that like maybe it's more like a Kyogre type angle, where like you're just taking prize cards once in the game, where you're like you know you're okay. I'll take two prizes off of one hit. Sure, I'm getting stamped, but after that I'm not getting stamped again. Um, and then I'm just like. Kyogreing up my entire deck because I have a bit more tools to be a bit more consistent now with uh, poppins of boards, etc. Yeah, poppin and board is really good for lost for sure. Yeah, I mean, well, specifically Kyogre rotates, but there you do have a lot of options. Uh, it rotates. Oh, it does rotate. So, it is in celebrations. That is. But yeah, so it's, it's very uh, interesting. You have a lot of ideas with lost box still. The archetype won't die, but it'll have to adjust a lot. Yeah, and I think yeah, one of the big things too is if Zard is playing the plus fifty tool, if Tina has to abyss seeking. Zard isn't like, oh, I guess I'll hit you for 180 anymore. Where it's like not really that impactful, kind of impactful. They're like, I'm gonna kill that Tina for two. Well, the, uh... here's, here's here's the thing though, is like I think that it's not even gonna be playing the the plus tool in Zard with the stamp around. Like, I think you just play pick. like the I think you play like the, the big fire Entei ancient thing that for th two fires and a color says 260. I think you play that more as a base mon now instead of like how like early Charizard lists play the Victini X. So now you can punish that early guy. But now you also just have like stamping your deck to repunish their response, right? Oh yeah, uh, Drew. I I actually figured this out like yesterday. Your max belt is plus fifty two EXs only, so it actually oh, does not impact the stars. That's crazy. I did not know. Which oh, is it's EXs only. I didn't know that. It, it is EXs only. Oh, that's is so much worse. It's so much worse. Yeah, it makes it a lot it worse. Good. Like it's good for like Chen Pao, but like whatever. Yeah, it's good for Chen Pao. Good for Maridon. Good for it's good for a lot. It's good for essentially like any new EX future ancient. It like kills all those, which is good. Yeah. But no V's is definitely not ideal. Oh, it's interesting. But I think uh I think I think Chen Pao and Charizard still just like retain like probably the most yeah. like potential upgrade. Right, sure. And definitely like like there's definitely gonna be like maybe maybe Snorlax stall is still really is gonna be really good. Um this might be a format where you actually like play Gengar, find like Gengar in um, Yeah, because like you're doing B barrels for like your draw engine. Uh, you're doing B barrels for your draw engine, so now you can like actually can't afford to use it. Just fire off a candy on a Gengar to like not die to control to be like a bit more mobile. Um, yeah, possibly. Like that could be a thing. Um, yeah, I think it'll and... be a cool format. Lots of stuff to explore for sure. For, for yeah, obviously. it's like a month away. It's definitely. I I'm so excited to see the the early degenerate Arbok list that come out of this because <laughs> I'll be playing them you'll probably. Them. It's you're oh, the guy. God. <laughs> I'm so, excited. I'm so excited to test this onto my locals and be like, all right, how does it feel having no cards in hand? <laughs> yeah. It's fun for me. Is it fun for you? I, fun. <laughs> I have five cards in my head, and I get to play a supporter still. I'll counter-catcher. I'll counter-catcher. <laughs> I'll, counter I'll research. Um, but yeah, I think uh, maybe we'll wrap up here. Um, but thanks so much for coming on, Jack. Do you want to um, like do a shout-out for your socials? I know you've been uh, kind of doing some coaching on Metify since uh, that top eight, which is six. So maybe you want to like, shout-out some of that stuff? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I'm not uh, verified on Metify yet, but I plan on doing it in the near future. So that's just going to be JCT Ford. My Twitter is uh, JCT Ford with two Ds at the end because someone took my username, which is unfortunate. Um, and yeah, shout out to Banana Games. Uh, they're my sponsor, located in Toronto, Ontario. If you're ever in the downtown area, uh, I'm there on Wednesdays. I run a league as well. So please stop by if you have a chance. I'd be happy to talk and it'd be good to see you guys there. Yeah, I mean, if we're ever out there, we probably won't be until, we're probably coming for Toronto Rebels next year, but you're coming out for Van in a month, so we'll see IRL for a month because we're rooming in a month. So. Yeah, I'm very excited for Vancouver. I will be playing a Lost Team today. And it will hey, wow. What a, very close to the same 16. Me too. Wow. <laughs> so the Lost Team of Believers. I'll, I'll believe chat. it when I see it. It's the same <laughs> chat. It's I'm in the chat right now. Yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah, I like thank, lost. You know. It's a good thing. Well, thank, thanks again for coming on, Jack. Really appreciate it. It was a fun one having you on. All right. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, that wraps up this episode of the Drew Too Many podcast. Uh, I'm going to cut here. Andrew put in a sponsor because I don't remember the name of our sponsor, but you do. And you can put it in at the end. Yo, this is Andrew from the future. I'm here to give a shout out to our sponsor of today's episode, Elite Game Spot. Elite GameSpot is the best place to do any grading that you need. They have a special zone grading service where they will actually tell you where the marks or flaws or whatever in your card are. They'll tell you where they're at on the actual card, which is super nice because a lot of the time I'm like, okay, this got an 8, but I don't know why. They are completely transparent and tell you exactly why your card got that grade. They also are part of the blockchain, so you can follow your card wherever it goes on its blockchain dirt journey. And it is just overall a very, very cool service. You can check them out at www.egsgrading.com. And thank you so much for listening, everybody. We are going to be back with another episode in uh, two weeks, and we will see you then. Thanks for listening. Bye. The Drew Too Many podcast features Trevor Reed, Drew Allen, Alex Cook, and myself, Andrew Zavala. You can follow us over at Drew Too Many Cast on Twitter. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. The awesome song you're listening to was written for us by Eric Wells. You can find him on Spotify at Mr. E. Episodes come out every other Wednesday, and so we'll see you there.